we're transitioning now into our God languages. And the first month we talked about the traditionalist and the enthusiast. And the traditionalist is someone who connects with God, who experiences God, who feels God through tradition. So it can be like communion. It can be um, kind of doing the same thing over and over with a purpose. There's reason to it. For me, growing up in a Presbyterian church, we always sing the doxology at the end of the service. And so anytime now when I hear it, it just makes me weep. Like, I love it. Um, And then the enthusiast, that's someone who really connects with God and feels God in like a corporate worship setting or even in a solo kind of in your kitchen, just you and worship music. And you can't stand still. Surprise, that's me. (laughs) Like for worship, it's like, I can't keep my hands down. I try really hard to do it and it doesn't work. I just feel it um, and I have to respond. And that's when I encounter and experience God. Um, last month, if you were here, awesome. And if you weren't, the podcast should be up really soon. Um, we talked about the God language of activist. And that is someone who can't just know in their head that there is injustice and that there is heartbreak and that there are hungry people and there are lonely people. They have to do something. They have to act. Bless you. You're welcome. Um, You have to actually do something. Um, So that was just amazing. Again, if you didn't hear it, make sure you listen to the podcast. Um, And this month, we're going to go into Sensate. And this is people loving God, experiencing God, connecting with God through their senses. So what are the five senses? (laughs) Sound, touch. Taste, smell, see, right? That's all of them? Did we hit all five of them? Yes. So um, we are going to look at some verses and some slides and kind of enter into this idea and this concept of experiencing God through our senses. Oh Lord, what great works you do and how deep are your thoughts. Psalm 92.5. So if you look, it's actually kind of perfect that we're looking back that way because there's all that artwork back there with the candles and um, literally like how great are your works? Artwork, pottery, things that you see, things that you encounter, that you visually encounter God, if that makes sense. So that like mosaic, when I look at that, that's amazing. Is Amanda, it's Amanda Smith that did that, right, Laura? Is she here? No? If you see her and know her, tell her she rocked it. Um, but when, when I see that, I don't, I mean, I can't not help but feel closer to God. I, that's just me, though. I think it's amazing. Um, so how great are your works? So someone who experiences God through, through great works. Ooh, there it is on the big screen. Okay, we're ready for the next one. Thanks, Jared. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Psalm 8.1. Oh my goodness, right? That cathedral is amazing, incredible. The experience of walking into something so great, so magnificent, seeing it, feeling it. Um, oh, that's amazing. The, the majesty, the splendor, the greatness of God. Your thoughts, how rare, how beautiful. God, I'll never comprehend them. I couldn't even begin to count them any more than I could count the sands of the sea. Psalm 139.17. So this God language um, in this particular even photo could be like confused with naturalist. And naturalist is a God language that we're going to talk about next year. 
but that's when you feel and experience God in nature. This is the feeling of the sand, like the actual touching of it, the in between your toes. And when I say sand, I'm not talking like Oregon coast with your rain jacket. I'm talking like aloha, like California, sunny beach, warm sand, like some sunscreen, some sunglasses. That's how I can rock the sand in between my toes. Or some people who love to be barefoot, like my children, I do not like barefoot. I don't even go barefoot in my house. I always have slippers. The funny thing about me, weird maybe, but I don't like to be barefoot unless it's a sunny, warm beach. Then I can handle it. So for a thin state, they literally experience God and feel his presence as they are like walking and that sand is coming in between their toes or that grass is touching their feet or they're touching it with their hands and they're sensing him and feeling him. Just go ahead and close your eyes and listen or keep your eyes open and look at the picture of the waves. <laughs> The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory of God thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. That's loving God through hearing. God's word is better than a diamond. Better than a diamond set between two emeralds. You'll like it better than strawberries in spring. Better than red, ripe strawberries. Psalm 19.10. Um... This is experiencing God through taste. So a sensei is someone who actually feels the presence and the creativity and the love of God through tasting things. Um, you're going to get to hear from my mom. She's on the panel. And I kid you not, you experience the love of God when you eat the food that she makes. Like, right, Laura? Like, Laura's definitely partaken. And I'm telling you, you literally feel the presence of God when you eat the food that she makes because of all the care and the time and, and what she puts into it. Um, there's another verse that talks about your name is like honey on my lips. The sweetness, the, the, the taste, the texture, all of that, people can connect with God and feel his presence in that way. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light unto my path. So for a sensate, someone who um, engages with God through their senses, Something like lighting a candle is an opportunity to encounter, to be aware, and to connect with God. I'm going to read something out of a book, um, What's Your God Language, with Christmas coming up, if anybody wants to get that. This is where we kind of model the, the idea and the concept of going through the God languages for the gathering and also for recognizing God's voice, the um, weekend seminar that Laura shared, Laura Wave our pastor of spiritual formation, she does that. And there's another one in February, right? There's another one in February. So you can check, um, I'll tell you next month again if you want to sign up, but you can also look online if you want to do the Friday night, Saturday morning of it. Jesus called himself the light of the world. For centuries since that time, God's people have been using light to signify his presence. A candle can be used not only to symbolize God's presence and light, but also to symbolize his warmth and the fire of his Holy Spirit. So, lovely panel. Oh yeah, didn't I think cozy? Lovely panel. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Annie Warner and I am on the gathering team with Kara. Ooh. She's the decor girl. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, let's see. 
I've been going to Sam Alliance since about 2008 when I started attending Corbin University. And I have a hunk of burn and love myself. And he, not the same one. Not the same one. No. Um, but Josh is a baseball coach. And the pride and joy of my life is my 18 month old son, Jameson. I'm Lanny Kirschman. Um, I came to. She's my mom. <laughs> I came to Salem Alliance five years ago. Last night I thought it was four. It's amazing how time moves on when you're not paying attention. Um, I worked part-time in the office and uh, then moved on to Willamette University where I now work. Um, I have two beautiful daughters. <laughs> oh, and then, yeah, Kara. No. <laughs> no, actually, just, just two daughters. Um, um, a wonderful husband and um, delightful son-in-law and four amazing grandchildren. I'm Lori D. Baker, and we spoke last night, and shockingly, when I said how long I've attended to this church, Kara here said, oh, I wasn't even born when you started worshiping here. I know. Guys, she still loves me. That's I do. I love her a lot. <laughs> so uh, I started coming here in 1977, been here ever since. So um, this is my home. Um, I have a daughter, Jana, who's here, and she's married to JJ, and uh, another daughter-in-law who's here. She's married to our son, AJ, which is always a challenge when you're, you're as old as I am, and you have a son, AJ, and a son-in-law, JJ, and so if there's a J in any part of what I say, they both just answer, because half the time, when you're used to saying Jana and AJ as your children, it's a little hard to make the transition, but they like me anyways, so. Um, I have four darling grandchildren, and um, I spend a lot of time with them, as much time as I can, and so that's where we are here. You're fine. Okay, so if you guys could share with us what are some of the senses that you um, experience God through. Do you ever have a warm cup of coffee and think to yourself, God is so good. <laughs> Sometimes I experience God through taste. Um, but I think more often I experience God through music. Um, if, well, even when Kara dimmed the lights for Silent Night, my heart just welled up with love for God. Um, and that often happens if there's a crescendo in the music or um, a cello can make me weep. <laughs> Um, and so I th I've started to pay attention to those moments where I can start, um, I get goosebumps actually, and usually that's a signal like, oh, God is present, and just kind of soak it in. Um, I relate to the cup of coffee. And so, um, and, and I definitely have realized that I'm a sensate person, and I do experience God through all of my senses very strongly. Um, one of the ones that um, the realization came to when Kara asked me if I would consider sitting on the panel, um, I have a passion for cooking. 
and it started when I was really young. And as I thought about that, I realized that part of where that passion comes from is that realization of God through all the senses that are employed when I'm cooking. Um, you go to the market or out in the orchard and you smell the, the ripe fruit um, um, on the trees and the vines and, and you pick it up and you touch it and you can feel like the velvety softness of a, of a peach or um, smell the bottom of a pineapple and it's sweet and juicy and delicious. And then that starts the taste sense going. And through all that, I'm, I'm thinking of the creation of God because he created these things for us to nourish us. And so those senses come alive when I'm thinking about that. Um, and then that, that culmination of, of mixing it all together and um, and then Kara kind of made a reference earlier that that final opportunity when people are having that ability to eat, um, there's, there's a joy in my heart that wells up for that gift that I have given that has been blessed on me through God and transferred to them in the preparation and serving of a meal. Well, I'm a sensate too. That's my main God language. And I have to confess when Lanny was talking last night and she said, oh, you smell the fresh fruit and the pineapple and all that. I'm thinking, no, for me, it's chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> fruit, not so much, but anything. Yeah. Um, I, it's, I'm a little different um, than, I mean, we're all kind of in the same boat, but I really experienced God through sight and through hearing. And so, like, when we were singing, it wasn't so much what we were singing, it was watching Holly sign, and that was just so lovely to me. It just, it, I love that kind of thing, and I oftentimes watch the um, gal that's interpreting, or the guy that's interpreting at church, and it just it adds a layer of connectedness for me. But I love all of this. I know it was hard. This is a hard one to um, decorate for because it, it's big, I mean, it, it, it's interesting, but all of the pictures, and I love art galleries, and I've dragged my husband Al to many, many art galleries that I thought he loved, and like a year ago, we've been married 43 years, so we've been down this road, and about a year ago, I said something about going to the Portland Art Museum or something, and he said, I don't really like art galleries. And I cannot tell you how many he has gone to. So he's a trooper. The other thing, um, I love beautiful music. I love jazz, which he also likes. So we do a lot of concerts and things like that. But um, I also like Shakespeare, beautiful words. I love the words, the way that he puts them together. And then again, Al is a trooper. He's taken me to Ashland bunches and bunches of times and um, slept through pretty much every play that they've ever put on down there. <laughs> and I said last night, I don't think he really knows the mass slaughter and carnage that happens at the end of Hamlet, because it's four hours long. And he's just like... <laughs> but he goes. <laughs> and so, um, for me, that's, that's how I really connect with God. I love to go to churches. I go to churches here in town just to sit. Um, when St. Edward's out on River Road opened, um, Al and I went and you look at the Stations of the Cross, and it's just, it's a lovely way. And that's, I connect God, or connect with God best through 
seeing and hearing. I know, I'm sorry. I'm a wanderer. It's hard for me to stand still. Um, and our third and final question from my lovely panel. Uh, what is an experience or maybe one moment or like a scenario where through the senses you experience tangibly the presence of God? Well, I'm not primarily a sensate, um, and as we started planning for the gathering and talking through the different God languages, um, I realized there was a little piece of sensate in me, and so um, because I am the decorator for the gathering, that's um, a sensate piece. Um, As we plan, we think through uh, what's it going to smell like in here, what's the atmosphere going to be like, and um, we intentionally try to create a warm and a welcoming space that's not going to be distracting, but will be um, enhancing to your connection with God. And so I was like, oh, I am a sensate, because I think about those things as we're planning. And so um, it was a pleasant surprise. And um, so we think, just to give you a perspective of where what we think about, like, are we going to have candles lit? Is it, you know, is it going to be um, warm in here? I know I said that. And then um, we think about taste, like, um, do we have enough coffee for you? <laughs> um, and it's, it's just a really, um, I don't even know the word. It's a, it's a personal experience. We pray over it, and it's intentional, and um, the texture's on the table, and it's just, as a sensate, you kind of experience everything, the whole atmosphere, and so, anyway, that's what I would do. Um, the first thought that comes to mind for me when I can truly say that my senses are um, a moment that connects to God and truly in a deep spiritual way, um, the, the practice of communion. And, and that transitions into my personal life because when I have a glass of wine and I will sit and I will look at it and I will smell it and I will taste it. And as I'm tasting it and I'm, I feel and think of, um, and it doesn't happen every single time, but quite often it is that moment when I think of that sacrifice of Jesus and, and it becomes a very spiritual moment for me. Um, the other thing that, that I think of is uh, in, in the mundane, ordinary moments in the kitchen. And I'm sure that a lot of you can relate to that because they happen. And I've, I've learned that, you know, you take those things and you mix them together. And, and you might have, like, if you taste the ingredients that go into a cake or cookies individually, you know, have you ever tasted vanilla? <laughs> but without it, and, and without it in that finished product, it's not complete. And that is a spiritual moment as well because without all of those things that God puts in our life, we're not complete. And so it's that. And it's like, so you can take that mundane and ordinary, and I've said it this way before. I say, um, you know, go ahead and invite God to those mundane and ordinary things, and you can find that it becomes a party. 
Last night, um, when I went home, I sort of had a pity party all the way home because these ladies shared so beautifully, and I just thought, ugh. <laughs> um, oh, God, that's, I'm not looking for that. But when, when you're a visual person, it's, you know, Lanny gets to put her hands in dough and do all of this wonderful stuff, and uh, Annie's got a wonderful ministry here that blesses all of us, and just thought, oh, gosh. And then, uh, you know, we've been studying in hearts, not comparing, not doing all of that. And it was like, okay, okay, okay. I talked with Marianne a little bit last night, and she encouraged me, and my leaders encouraged me this morning. And it wasn't really a discouragement. It was just, ugh, I felt kind of yuck. But um, God reminded me that as I go through my day, there might not be a specific thing that connects me to him, But when something comes up, I've learned over the many years I've been alive, Cara Brown, um, (laughs) to see God in the things that I do. So um, even if one of my grandkids does a finger paint for me, I can rejoice in that and and connect with God that this little person did something fun. Or um, if I ever do cook something, Um, or watching someone sign a beautiful song, or listening to music, or going to a play, or something like that. It's not focusing on, oh, that was great acting, or great, you know, harp playing, or whatever. Um, It can be, God's amazing that he gifted those people with that kind of talent. So um, I've just learned to kind of see that in day-to-day life. And one real, well, I'm not even going to tell you the story because I wanted you to get to see Katie. Oh, it's so fun. You're going to love it. Um, anyway, so that's my thing. <laughs> Seriously, what a rocking panel. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. <clears throat> I love, one of the things that I love about this particular series that we're going through this year is we get an opportunity to see God through other people's eyes. Because it's so easy to see what's right in front of you. You know what I mean? And it's so easy to experience what's comfortable, at least for me. Like, I really, it's easy when it's in front of me and it's comfortable and I know it and I understand it and I can wrap my head around it. Like last month for activists, I was all like, yeah! I was so pumped up. And this month I'm like, okay, I can do this. And it, it takes a lot more work for it to me for me to engage in this. Um, And I love it because listening to Annie and listening to Lori, who I love very much, and my mom, she's so great, I I got a new picture of God. I got a new um, way to interact with him and see him and experience him and feel him. And so I just appreciate you guys sharing and being vulnerable and sharing with us what's sacred to you and how you connect with the Lord. I'm so excited about our like speaker, keynote, um, sensei. Uh, my friend Katie Davis, if you guys don't know her, that's a bummer. And if you do, that's awesome. Um, Katie Davis is my friend and my neighbor. And our kids are all besties and play together tons. And we get to do a lot of life just next door, like literally next door. Like their bathroom can see into my kitchen. And like my bedroom, well, not my bedroom, but the kids' bedrooms are like at the second level. And so they'll open the windows and like talk to each other at night. It's really cute, actually. It's kind of fantastic. Um, But she has taken her God language of sensate 
and it's a business. Ponderosa and Time is a phenomenal, amazing, growing, thriving, awesome. I just, I mean, seriously, the stuff that this girl creates, it's incredible. I connect with God when I walk into her shop. I'm not even kidding you. Like, I literally walk and, in, and she's getting ready for a wedding, and there's these gorgeous flowers and these, like, she puts rosemary in bouquets sometimes, and I'm like, rosemary, but then it's, like, beautiful and the texture of it. Like, she's so creative. Um, and so she is going to take us on a little journey, and I'm really excited about it. Katie, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. Um, I'm Katie, like Kara said. Um, I'm a little nervous. I always get a little nervous when I talk in front of people, which is kind of funny because it's like 50% of my job. <laughs> um, I'm a florist, like Kara said. I, I get to create um, flowers for weddings, mostly brides. Um, that's who I work with the most. And the other 50% of my business, how's this? Doing okay? Um, the other 50% of my, of my business that's starting to become 50%, it was my goal last year, it's starting to happen this year, um, is to teach, and I, I get to do that. Um, teaching is, is probably one of my biggest passions in life, um, so I feel really lucky to get to be here with you guys. I, I'll be honest and say that I've never done um, teaching in an environment where um, I, it's not other floors, it's not... That's actually really cool for me um, because, in general, I'm teaching people who don't know Jesus, um, and so that's been a, a big challenge um, for my brain. It's been something that I've had to really like figure out how to incorporate Holy Spirit because I do that in my job anyway. Um, you know, that's part of my practice, and that's something we'll talk about today. Um, but I also, you know. I, I don't usually get to do that in front of, like, the groups that I teach because it would be kind of weird, like, inviting Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. <laughs> you know, um, so do we get to do that too with you guys today, which is really cool. Um, so in a minute here, I'm going to actually pass um, these baskets around. If you do have an allergy, I'm really sorry. Um, this might be a little bit, uh, a little bit strong smelling. But um, what we're going to do is we're going to pass um, this lavender, and I'm going to, um, I want you each to just take a little handful of it. This is for you to keep, and just hold on to it, kind of like communion. <laughs> Wait till everybody gets theirs, and then we'll, we'll practice something together. <laughs> this uh, lavender was grown in Oregon. Um, I told the growers that I would tell you guys all about them, so while you guys are passing around, I'll talk about the farm. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a local lavender farm um, in, uh, when you're on your way to Monmouth, um, it's on your right-hand side, it's called Lavender Lakes Farm. We've got a little gift shop, it's open, month of January they'll be closed, so if you want lavender in December, go get it now. Um, if you want it for February, get it in February, because <laughs> they're going to be closed for a month. Um, they're a beautiful little shop. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a florist. I, I live in Northeast Salem. I have a little uh, studio there that I create in. Um, and then when I'm not creating flowers, I'm teaching. And this year I'll be teaching all over the world. Um, I'm going to be teaching in Alaska, in England. I have an opportunity in Singapore, which is kind of crazy to think about Asia, um, the Philippines. So we'll be traveling and teaching um, and teaching people. Um, and so what we're going to do 
Today is a little bit of what I do in my classes. Um, I'm going to do a demonstration for you guys about um, kind of like, and you guys will get to see a little bit how I incorporate Jesus into my work because I'm going to actually involve you in that process, which is not something I do in all my classes. Usually before my classes, I will get to the space early. Um, I'll set up my, my table. Um, sometimes I light incense because that helps me or I'll get something smelly that I can like incorporate, kind of ground myself. And then I just ask Holy Spirit to come, um, and I ask him to come, and, and, and then when my attendees come in, they walk in and they go, whoa, it feels really good in here. And they don't know why, because it's because he's here, you know? His presence is really tangible. Um, and so, does anybody have any questions about that? Does that sound weird? No? Okay. <laughs> How, where are we at with lavender? Does everybody have some? Not yet? Yep, just grab that lavender, hold on to it. Yeah, it might take a minute, it's okay. Go ahead. I don't dry that lavender. It's from Lavender Lakes Farm, and they do it for me. <laughs> um, if you did want to dry lavender, you would just hang a bundle upside down. I mean, yeah, I've done that. I'm going to come down and grab a little handful for myself so I can do this with you. Everybody get some over here. Yeah. Okay. Bring it over here. Thanks for being patient. It's worth it, I promise. While you're waiting, um, if you could turn your chair just towards me so nobody's sitting backwards and looking backwards because that's always awkward. I want you to get comfortable. A lot of times in my classes, I try to do something together as a group. So my last class was the group of photographers who were initially scared of floral design anyway. They just, they'd never done it. They never touched flowers. They just weren't, you know, didn't know if they were interested. So I got everybody out of their comfort zone by making them all take their shoes off. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm not going to do that to you guys today. Um, when I do like to have, you know, my attendees or people that are, that are listening to me um, really get in touch with their senses. So um, one of the big things that we do is, today we're going to use lavender for that um, in, our, in my... Um, my class with the photographers, taking their shoes off, gave them the, the ability to feel the grass underneath their feet. It got them really, like, really uh, present really quick. <laughs> and you know what's funny is the guys looked at me like, but <laughs> you're asking me to do what? And they all listened to me because I kind of was like, do it or, like, I will come take your shoes off for you and it'll be really awkward. And so they did. They took their shoes off, they put their feet in the grass, and we, like, got centered together. It was really cool. Um, does everybody have their lavender? Okay. All right, so I'm going to sit here. I hope you guys can see me, and I hope I don't flash anyone. Yeah, we're good? Okay. <laughs> okay, what I'd love for you to do is um, just take this lavender in your hands, and I want you to look at it. That's the first thing. Look at it and play with it. And it's okay if it falls on you, so just, you know, it's like easily vacuumed up, and it'll smell really good when it does. So just let it, just, just play with your lavender. It's all right. I want you to... Um, to smell it. I mean, obviously, you're going to be smelling it, yeah. Um, if you can actually crush it between your fingers and just see, feel what that feels like. Yeah. Squeeze it. Squeeze the whole pile. It feels kind of cool that way. This is a fun thing to do with toddlers. 
Toddlers love lavender. I used to do this with my babies when they were little. I just get a big basket of lavender and have them like play in it. They loved it. Yeah. Okay. So um, while you're doing this, feel free to just close your eyes. Kind of put the lavender up by your face and just take inhales really big. And while your eyes are closed, if you could just take a moment, invite the presence of God. Holy Spirit, we just invite you here. We thank you for your presence. It's so tangible. We thank you that you're real. We thank you that you're good. We love you and we invite you here. Your sweet, sweet presence. Just take a moment and be thankful. Take a moment and think of something. Hold it in your heart. Think of something that you would just like to thank Jesus for and hold it there. You can keep your eyes closed if you want, or as you are wanting to, you can open them. Um, And I'm just going to begin to design for you. Um, what I'm going to do for you today is just design a bridal bouquet. Um, I never really know what the end result's going to look like. I just know what textures I want to work with. Today I had a little bit of a picture of what I might create for you today, so we'll see how it works out. Um, what I do when I'm designing is um, I usually have a person that I'm designing for. Today I'm designing for all of you. There might be one of you that I'm designing for. I'm not really sure. We'll see how it goes. Um, but usually I just ask Holy Spirit because he's really good at knowing what people need. Um, I don't know. And a lot of times you guys, if you're with your kids or with your friends or family, like, you know, somebody's needing something and, and you, we don't always know what to do. Um, when somebody's hurting or when somebody's even really joyful, sometimes it's really hard to know how to connect. So for me as a florist, um, like if I'm doing flowers for a funeral, for instance, a lot of times I'll just like... I'll invite the presence of God, and then I say, Holy Spirit, will you just come and help me design something um, for this person that will touch their heart, that will bring your presence into the room? And, and, um, and so then I think about that. I ask, you know, because I don't know what they need, but he does. So then I trust that that end design is going to be something that blesses that person's heart, that, um, that creates an environment and atmosphere where strength. And, you know, I'm, I'm praying those things into the bouquet. If it's for a funeral, it's generally, you know, um, giving peace or rest or whatever it is. And I don't always know what that is. So I just trust that Holy Spirit will be able to translate that through my work. So today I'm going to design for you. And I'm praying that Holy Spirit will come and he'll speak to you through this design, that he'll be able to give you whatever you need today. That's my prayer. So um, I will take a time for questions in a little bit, but for a little while, I'm just going to design. I'm going to invite you guys to be involved in my process, just knowing. And so, Holy Spirit, come and help me. Um, and Kara, how much time do I have, just so I know, kind of, approximately? So, it's good. Take care of your body, man. That's good. <laughs> you got to eat. Okay. All right. I could do this. And, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You guys good for 25 minutes? Yeah? Okay. All right. So, cue music. And can I get a little bit more light up here? Is that possible? Thanks, Levy. 
Maybe a little less. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And even a little more music if we can. I want to like, I want to feel it. Is that okay? I might dance. You guys, sometimes I dance with my flowers. I do. Hey, Jared, can you turn it up just a little bit? Unless it's booming out there for you guys. I want you to listen to the words. Is that okay? The, the music? When I was in Ireland this year, which was a whole nother story, dream come true, I listened to this song on repeat probably 50 times while I was walking around foraging for all my greens. <laughs> he really is worth being trusted with. He knows the timing. He knows what you need. About uh, three years ago, um, I, used to, I used to teach dance. And I taught dance for, uh, for three years. Well, it was close to three years. Uh, I taught between... Um, can you turn it down just a tiny bit, Jared? Sorry, I told him I was going to be really picky about sound. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I used to teach dance full-time. Um, and then, and I love to teach. It's my passion, and I love to dance. Um, I thought that I'd found... Oops. Did we lose me? Oh, we got it. Okay. Um, I thought that I'd found my calling, you know, with dance. Um, and, then, and then I got really sick. Um, I had a, a season of time where... Um, I got weaker and weaker and weaker to the point where I, I actually couldn't um, walk across a parking lot without being out of breath. I didn't drive for over a year at the peak of this thing. Um, we didn't know what it was. I went to many doctors, specialists. Uh, finally, uh, there was a doctor who diagnosed me with adrenal fatigue, and we started treating for that, and it worked. But that's the very short version of the story. Um, it was a scary, scary season, um, one in which when my toddler climbed up in bed with me and said, Mommy, are you going to die? And I said, I don't know, honey. I, I, and I didn't. Um, it was really scary. Um, and in that season of time, I had to let go of, uh, of what I knew, which was dance. It was my art, artistic expression. It was the way I connected with other people. It was my job. I made money for my family. So there was just kind of a lot of loss in that season. Um, and then the loss of not being able to be with my babies. You know, you guys know what that might be like um, when you have littles running around. And my kids were pretty little then. Um, and they just didn't, I wasn't available to them. I, I, was, I was sick. I wasn't well. Um, and I was in bed. And they climbed on me. And it hurt. Um, and so in that process of time of healing and and multiple trips to the doctor weekly, and chiropractic exams, and <laughs> all kinds of things, you know. Um, I had to get really close to Jesus, and I had to trust him, and I had to trust his timing, and I had to learn that, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but he does. And then 
in that sweet, precious time of healing where God came and he actually touched my body in a really significant way. If you guys want to talk to me about that, I am a believer in the Holy Spirit and how he can come and, and he can touch our bodies in a miraculous way because I did. I had an encounter with Jesus that made a big difference for my body and, and a lot of self-care too. Um, but, you know, that's another conversation about healing and I would love to chat with anybody who wants to talk about that. Um, but further than that, in the process of that healing time, because it was a process, it was over a year where I, I didn't drive and I, I was at home and I started getting into my garden. I started touching plants and it was one thing that I could do was just be outside. So I'm not only a sensate, I'm, I'm a um, naturalist as well. Being outside is, is a way that I connect with God. And I started picking flowers and designing for myself um, and then I started making flowers for Broadway coffee because I was like, well, these are all in my house. I should just go put them out on Broadway, um, you know, have more people enjoy them, and people enjoyed them. Um, and that was really humbling to me. Um, and I'm like, hi, well, sorry. <laughs> it's still amazing to me that my flowers connected with other people, they do. And that's, that was, that's an incredible thing for me. I still think about those Broadway days, you know, when I was making flowers every week for them, and, um, and people would call me and ask me to make them flowers. I'm still so amazed by that. Um, and so then at that point in my life, I, I, you know, and I had gone to school to be a florist when I was really young before I had kids, and, um, and then I didn't do anything with it because I, I had babies, and I, and I just did the mama thing, and then I became a teacher and teaching dance, and so... When the flowers came back into my world, it became very healing for me. It was very personal with Jesus. Um, and the, one of the things that I discovered was that when I created with Jesus, it didn't take a whole lot of energy for me. Um, when I tried to do it by myself, when I tried to do it and I was stressed, it was a lot of energy. So I became very dependent on Holy Spirit for his energy because I didn't have physical strength in my body. Um, to create a big wedding. And I remember the first big wedding I said yes to after, um, you know, after I had been sick. And, uh, it, it, oh, sorry. <laughs> it was a, it was a, uh, I knew that it would have to be a miracle. I knew that Jesus would really have to come through for me to be able to, to accomplish this wedding. And, um, and the people that, that I did the wedding for knew Jesus, so I told them that. <laughs> I said, it's a big risk to hire me to do this because I don't know, you know, I could get really tired. And at that point, I didn't have any employees or anything. So they said, we're just willing to take the risk. They were willing to take it with me and they knew that what they might get would be less because I just didn't know what I could accomplish. And um, Jesus came through for me that day. And after that, I started really trusting him uh, with my flowers, with my business. And that was about three, four years ago. Um, and then... Um, we launched the business in faith that we would, it would just work, <laughs> and it has, and Holy Spirit's really been with me in that. Um, so that's a little bit of my journey. Does anybody have any questions about that? Anything, any questions about what I've been doing? Love to answer anything you guys want to know. No? It's ponderosa and thyme, like the herb. Ponderosa um, traditionally is a, is a big pine tree. It's one of the biggest trees. Big, big pine trees. I love them. They smell really good. I've got some up here if you want to smell it today. Um, and it, it, it's meaning, it generally stands for being a safe place for weary travelers. So that's a significant thing for me because generally I'm a weary traveler and I know a lot of us are. Um, brides are often weary travelers in their journey, so I'd like to be a safe place for them. 
um, and then thyme is uh, it's the herb that's used um, in ancient days for courage. And courage is my life word. I got it actually tattooed on my body right around the time frame that I was getting sick. So it's on my arm. <laughs> um, but yeah, time stands for courage. I'm in, I'm sorry, who's, um, Northeast Salem, um, just right over there, a couple blocks away. I don't have a storefront, just, uh, just out of my house. Yeah. But you can call me if you want to order anything. <laughs> you can send me an email. Um, yeah. Anybody else have any questions? I didn't bring cards, no. But you can find me online. Um, if there's no other questions, I'm going to actually have you turn the music back up, maybe put it on, uh, I think, the last song. No Fear in Love. Eight minutes, perfect. I'm going to finish this for you guys. And I want you to listen to the words about there being no fear in love because that's one of the things as creatives, and you might be connecting to this, especially if you're creative, that there's a lot of fear that can go into the creative process. Um, most creatives that I know, and most people would not call themselves artists, I want to challenge yourself. If you have a, something that's coming up in you right now, it's probably because you're an artist, and, you, and, if you, and you're fighting that, if you're fighting that right now when I say that to you, it's maybe because you just haven't found your medium yet. I'm going to challenge you with that. And I want you to trust Jesus, because if you haven't found your medium yet, that's okay. Medium being flowers paint, music, whatever it might be, dance. You might have not found your medium yet, and that's okay, because you're going to find it. Ask Holy Spirit to show you, because he's good at that. He's good at revealing what we need to do to connect with him. And I have a feeling that most people here have something creative that they might do with Jesus. And I wouldn't be afraid to use the term artist just start dreaming that a little bit. There's no fear when it comes to Jesus and art. There doesn't have to be. Generally, there is a little bit. Like, I get shaky before I get up here. But that fear is kind of like a good, healthy fear, you know? It's not fear like, I can't do this. Just knowing that Jesus loves us, that he's with us, it's good. Well, this is for you. There's no fear in love. Enjoy today. Enjoy the creative process. Be present. Know that you're so loved today. If, you, if there's anybody that um, would like to talk and pray with me afterwards or just talk, whatever, I'll be up here. Um, I'm happy to, to pray with anybody that this really connected to or if you have anything specific that you would like to chat with me about. Thank you guys so much. Seriously. Don't you just feel, I, I mean, the sacredness and the tenderness of, like, this process for Katie? I mean, I felt like I was on holy ground. I really did. Thank you so much for um, letting us enter into a very sacred place for you. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Um, as an encouragement and affirmation, just to <clears throat> affirm what Katie said... This is, this is another way that people connect with God and enter in. And I hope that for those of you that are, are sensei and discovering there's more of that in you, that you just felt affirmed and loved on. And if this is something that was kind of like, what? It's an opportunity for you to see Jesus 
through someone else's eyes. An opportunity for you to see how your sisters and even our brother, like my husband is like, he's the creative one. And sometimes I'm like, how did you even come up with that? Like, it seems so far. And I see more of Jesus in that. Because Jesus, like God is so amazing and so creative and loves us so much that not one of us is wired like the other. Not one of us. So how neat that we get this opportunity to see him through, uh, through others' eyes. Um, just a, qu- a quick announcement time. Uh, there's Marie Howard is in the back for the Salem Free Clinic ornaments. If you want to be able to support that ministry and make some purchases with a purpose, Marie's back there. And um, she has lots of ornaments. We would love for you to take advantage of that opportunity. A reminder that next month for the gathering in January, we're going to be doing aesthetic. And aesthetic is all about simplicity, which is going to be really hard for the gathering team because, (laughs) right, Annie? Where are you, Annie? Like, yeah, we're already like, uh uh-oh, what do we do? Because it's all about simplicity. But after Christmas and New Year's, what a great God language to enter into. So I really feel like you're going you're gonna to be loved on and you're going to be ministered to and feel his presence. Um, I just want to pray a blessing over you before you go. Heavenly Father, Dad, may your face shine upon us and your glory be revealed to us in small, intimate ways or big, powerful, majestic ways. We give you all the glory. You alone are worthy. Go in peace. Amen.